Welcome to the Women Governance Gurus podcast, where we listen to the journeys of women working in the field of corporate governance, their passions, struggles, and commitment to improving how companies and boards function. My name is Courtney Camlet, and my co-host is Liz Dunshee. Hi, everyone. We are both passionate about governance and want to spotlight some of the amazing women who share that passion. Hear what has surprised them over their career and various perspectives from different paths and industries. For this episode, we are talking with Elaine Barnes, SVP and Chief Legal Officer at BioCris Pharmaceuticals. Welcome, Elaine. Thank you. Nice to be here. We are so glad to have you. Could you please tell us about your path to becoming SVP and Chief Legal Officer of BioCris Pharmaceuticals? Sure. So I actually have a science and sales background. Um, I worked in the lab doing molecular biology research many years ago and then did sales for a little while. So I, I chose law school after several years of working, so probably not the typical path. I didn't go straight from college to law school um, and was actually thinking I would be a patent lawyer. But then while working in a law firm, I actually became interested in the business and healthcare, the, the business where business and healthcare intersect and decided that that was a path that I wanted to pursue. I worked on just general corporate work. I did a lot of healthcare corporate work uh, and was eventually recruited to work at a tech transfer office at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I think that's probably where I really started focusing toward life science and started some, helped start some companies and raise some money and do a lot of license deals and worked uh, managing a lot of intellectual property. So from a strategic level, really, really enjoyed that work. I started at BioCris Pharmaceuticals um, in 2006. So I've been here now for a long time. And originally, I think that, yeah, I was the first the first lawyer for the company. Um, their vision of what they needed at the time, I think, was uh, just a corporate lawyer, somebody to come in and do the general corporate work and the contracts. I'd never done any public company work, so it was a real stretch for me. And I basically worked really, really hard to hone my skills and to make sure that I was providing um, and could grow into the into the role. I don't think I was qualified, actually, which is which is something I didn't really realize until I stepped into the role. So I had to work very hard to 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 grow with the company. And I, the great thing is, I continue to grow. The company's evolved so much over the years, and I've added great people on the team. And we are we're I'm so proud of what we've done over the last 13 years, and it just has been. Um, it's been a great ride. So I'm extremely fortunate. At my role here, I'm responsible for, we're a publicly traded company, so I'm responsible for all the SEC work. I also, I recently hired a compliance person. So at one time I was responsible for all of that. I also now have a contracts person, so I no longer focus on that. I manage, But I do manage the contracts, the intellectual property, corporate governance. It's, it's a lot a lot to do, and I could not be happier about being where I am and with the team that I'm with um, and and um, just growing the company and building the company that, that we're building right now. So it's it's been quite a ride from the very first and only lawyer to a team of now six. So it still probably sounds very small to a lot of people, but it, it is, it's a lot to do and it's a lot of fun. 
Wow. Oh, that sounds like an amazing journey, especially being the first lawyer and then being able to build out a team and gain all the knowledge along the way. Yeah, it is great. Your background's fascinating too. I bet that helps with your communications with the business folks and kind of understanding where they're coming from and the on the science side. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed when I joined the company is that, you know, the IP was being was being managed very well, but it was being managed by the scientists, which I don't think is unusual for a startup or a really small company. Um, actually being able to dig into that and, and hone some IP um, uh, managing management skills with the scientists um, was a lot of fun for me. I do think it helped that I had a little bit of a science background. I'm not sure how relevant the science background is now, given that given how old yeah. it is. <laughs> but it does it does give me the confidence to sit down and talk to the scientists and just see, just try to understand it and not be afraid of it. I mm-hmm. actually really enjoy that part of my job. So I think it does help because I'm not intimidated by that uh, piece of it. I'll never know as much as Dr. Babu does or Bill Sheridan does, and I'm okay with that. And they're you know, but it it, it is um, it makes it a lot more fun uh, because that is something that I actually enjoy. So that's a that's a great thing to do. You know, building a team, starting with being the first lawyer, and then building the right people for the culture of the company has been an interesting um, an interesting thing to do. I've been one of the things that I've learned in doing that is to make sure that you add that I've added people that are not just like me. You know, we want a we want a variety of personalities and a variety of you know strategic thinkers and detailed thinkers just to make sure that we're getting to the best answer. So it's that that has been the I think the most fun for me. That's just happened in the last couple of years that I've really been able to add people to the team, and that I think has been the most fun. And I'm looking forward to doing even more of that as we grow into a global company. So that is super exciting. Has there been anything that surprised you along the way as you've progressed? Yeah, I, you know, I think one of the, when I realized that I didn't know everything I needed to know to come in and, and do the job that I was as general counsel looking around, I had no public company experience, you know, really didn't know the business at all, didn't know supply chain, didn't have any help internally. Um, you know, there was so much that I, that I didn't know what surprised me is that knowing what you don't know is important, trying to figure that out, surrounding yourself with good people, having the right leadership in a company is important. John Stonehouse is my boss to this day, and he's not the one that hired me, though. He, he started about three months after I did, and he recognized that I didn't have the public company experience and didn't have a lot of experience that I need, and he was actually very supportive of, of me growing. And... Um, but there was a really steep learning curve, and it and you know the the time was very compressed because he needed the right leadership around him. So um, being able to be authentic um, and resilient and get the experience that I needed, and having a self uh, you know a sense of humor and being self aware and not being afraid to do it and not being afraid to fail, it would have been real. There's so many times along the way that that I could have given up or could have failed and just didn't. And it was the leadership and the mentorship and the having the resources and, and that sort of thing that, that I think has, has helped build the right company and the right legal team. So um, I guess the, 
what surprised me is you don't necessarily have to know everything, but you have to be willing to figure it out, have the right resources, and um, that builds the trust that is necessary to uh, to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I really realized that. It seems so simple, um, but it's it's the most important thing that can be applied to any person in any position that that you know in any career. So, but I think that's that's the thing that has been the most surprising out of this journey. That's very insightful. Yeah. It sounds like there's a really good culture there too. Oh, absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, we. I'm sure most companies have this, but we have uh, something that is we give to everybody that interviews with the company. And it is basically about it's about the, you know, our culture. And it is and it's a one pager that our CEO developed. We all have um, had some input into it, but it was really what we thought was important. And it's a lot of the things that I've just mentioned, you know, just our, our approach. It's a team approach. Nobody, no person is more important than than the whole you know, and the things that I mentioned, laughter, self-awareness, boldness is in there. Of course, none of that is a substitute for doing a good job. Right. <laughs> you have to have you yeah. have to have quality work and a good work ethic and everything. But um, yeah, culture means a lot. Means a whole lot. It gives you the energy to keep to keep building. Yeah, it does, and the support is really important. And it sounds like you got a lot of it when you were starting. I did, and as a matter of fact. You know, every single time I'm like, well, thanks for that. The response back is play it forward, right? It doesn't stop. It's not enough just to get it and to be in an environment where you're getting the leadership and the mentorship. The responsibility then is to turn around and do that for somebody else. So hopefully I'm doing that the right way as I build the team here. Absolutely. From your experience, does the healthcare industry have different governance issues or areas of focus at the board level? Yeah, so that's um, that's interesting. I I think that all companies, especially company, publicly traded companies, have a certain core set of governance issues. I think certain issues are magnified a bit depending on the area of business they're, that they're in. But at the end of the day, it's all about risk. So there are certain there are other additional issues that um, and areas of focus at the board level. You know, in the healthcare. Um, world, the pharmaceutical world, we're highly regulated. It's constantly evolving. You know, we're developing drugs that, you know, we have clinical trials. And so we're testing drugs in people. I mean, that's a, the stakes there are really high. And there's a lot of focus on exactly how we do that. And we have to make sure we do that appropriately, correctly, um, and in accordance with the right regulations. We're also a publicly traded company, which adds additional complexities at the board level. But again, it, it boils down to business risk and legal risk. So I think that while the focus, certain areas might be highlighted and there may be some additional governance issues or areas of risk at the, um, at the board level, that, you know, you still, it still comes back to the certain core set of governance issues. Most healthcare companies or pharma companies have, a, you know, science, some additional board committees, which other companies may not have. We have a, you know, a science committee, which looks Closely, and there, you know, we have board members which have deep scientific experience, and we leverage that that experience to make sure that we're managing our healthcare risk the right way. So, yeah, there are some additional risks. There are some additional areas of focus, and we, you know, have to plan for that and build the committees the right way so that we're addressing those concerns. Yeah, the board composition is 
very key in healthcare companies to get that experience on the board so you've got background. True. And because one of the things that we've done um, as we evolve from a research company uh, to a commercial company is we've added some new board members. So we now have board members, not just with science, deep scientific experience, but also commercial experience in the pharma world and specifically in the rare disease space, which is what we do. So we, we leverage that experience and um, we have I, an amazing board and they work so well to support us um, and to provide the, the right level of um, feedback to us and it's it's just wonderful the the amount of support that we feel from them and we have we have a lot to accomplish in the next few years so having that experience just a phone call away or in the boardroom and doing being able to do the deep dive in areas that really matter to the company in those moments are critical to us so it's important that we leverage um, that we have the right people around the the board table and that we're also leveraging the experience in the right way and in my opinion you also have great board diversity we do. Um, we, yeah. we do. We have, um, you know, three women on the board now, which is amazing. When I joined the company years ago, we had, there was one female board member, um, and she was great. And But I don't think there was absolutely there, – there wasn't any focus on that, right? Now we have, you know, three women on the board, all highly accomplished, super uh, um, experienced women – and also just from a just how the board interacts, I think there's a I think there's a there's an improvement and been consistent improvement in the board dynamic and the management team interactions as we've added women both on the board and and in the company. I'm you know, we have I'm no longer the only um, female leadership team member. So it is an amazingly wonderful positive experience that I've been able to, to, to gain through, you know, through being involved in the company. And those choices actually start with, again, our CEO and the board, um, you know, have pushed and it's a conscious thing that they do is, as far as making sure that we have the right people and the right diversity. It is something, it is a choice. And, and we are, I'm very fortunate to work with and for people that keep that at the forefront when they make decisions. So it's a, it's a wonderful spot to be in. That's amazing. And you yourself are obviously very attuned to the value of team members and teamwork at all different levels and about being deliberate and building your own team and then building the right um, board composition. And to that end, you also participate in a number of industry organizations to promote leadership. So have those positions given you additional perspectives or experiences that you can then bring back to your role? Absolutely. So participating in these organizations have done a number of things. They've given, number one, they give me energy. And they also, I've also learned from others how they navigate challenges, which always appear in our life, no matter where we are. I've also formed great friendships with a lot of, um, a lot of the people that I've worked with through participating in these organizations. And it's a support network, which has been value to be to me as well. We we play off each other. It's not unusual. I, so I see these people not just at these conferences and and organization meetings, but then also it's not unusual for me to pick up the phone and and talk to talk to them on a, on occasion about different things that come up. 
Um, we send emails, hey, do you have this? So it's a, it's a great support organization for me as well, not just something that I enjoy participating in. Some of the different perspectives I've gained have been learning how people build, you know, I've leveraged those relationships to figure out how best to build an organization, how best to build the right legal team, what positions you need to hire first at what stage in your company and and why. And it's not always, you know, I've chosen differently sometimes because our company is a little different or because we have different risk and different areas that I need to to work on. But being able to have those peers are are important. And then also, it's also a way to give back. So those leadership conferences are not just about us getting together and and, um, figuring out how to help each other, but it's also about lending a hand and, and pulling some people up through the ranks and providing the right advice. If I'd had these organizations when I started off as an as an associate, it would have been amazing. So I, I think the first advice I would have been, you know, given myself is to be authentic. Just be who you are. You you don't have to be one of the guys. It's perfectly fine for you to be yourself and um, figure out what your strengths are and, and play to those strengths. I, you know, we didn't, I don't, I did not have that when I started off many years ago, many, many, many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Good advice. Yeah. So our final question, the one that we ask all of our interviewees is, what do you think women in the corporate governance field can add to the current conversation on the societal, societal role of companies? So that's a great question. I think that we've made a lot of progress, clearly given the, given the number of, women on boards now and just the scrutiny that's been, that we've, you know, that's been applied to women. I also think, again, in the spirit of playing it forward, we need to do the same thing with, are we also including other minorities on, in the room for, for leadership positions? And are we giving, are we, are we doing that? Not just with women, but across the board. And then also social, economic, society, you know, thinking about who do we want to be as leaders and what sort of company do we want to have and just being bold enough to ask those questions. I think that women are really great at doing those sorts of things. And I'd like for us to to continue doing that, but in a broader context, not just about women, but just um, what sort of choices do we want to make as companies? And the, the place to do that, I, I think, is is at the in the core leadership team rooms and then also at the boardroom. So, It'll be interesting to see how it, I think we're making great progress and, and um, I think it's important for women to be vocal about all of those areas. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Women Governance Gurus. And to our listeners, thank you for listening today. And please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. And if you get a chance, don't forget to rate us. Thanks.